0: Two years ago, a Reader's Digest reported a story of an, a beautiful, attractive and a successful woman. One day she was standing in front of a mirror and brushing her hair and noticed a small lump behind her ear. And as the days went on, the lump started growing larger and larger, and so she decided to go to the doctor. And doctors said to her what she dreaded to hear that the lump was a tumor and it needed to be immediately removed. So the surgery was done and after the surgery when the woman woke up she saw through a tiny holes that were cut from the wrapping around the face. And after a week when the bandage was removed she could not believe what she saw. It was a shock to death to her. Her once a beautiful and attractive face was completely disfigured. And she was facially paralyzed. When the doctors were trying to remove the tumor and it had caused damage to the facial nerves and that resulted in facial paralysis. And she stood in front of the mirror looking at this disfigured and ugly face. And she was thinking to herself, what should I do? Should I cry or should I laugh? She decided to laugh. And that changed her life, that filled her heart with joy, and she could live her life further, giving encouragement and feeling joy and peace in those people who experienced similar facial paralysis. Joyfulness is an attitude. It's a way in which a person approaches life. And this way of life comes from a deeper sense of gratitude to God and a deeper trust in his providential love and a certitude in God's caring presence among us. And true joy is a fruit of the Spirit and is given to those who are open to the Spirit. And it is that overwhelming sense of comfort and contentment that floods one's soul. And it is a feeling we experience when we walk with the Lord. And this is the attitude that burst into a song of praise, the Magnificat, in the life of Mother Mary. When the seven sorrows pierced her pure and immaculate heart, she did not get dispirited and disheartened, but rejoiced deep within her heart for the great things the Lord has done in her life. And the greater things that the Lord will be doing in and through her for the humanity. In the first reading that we have heard that during the time of Prophet Zephaniah, the people of Judah were suffering from decades of foreign interference and a moral decadence. The bad news was all too evident for them. However, the Prophet felt the urge prophet felt urged to look deeper into the life and despite their obvious anxiety he told them that god was present in their midst and his message to them was to break into a song of joy because yahweh the bridegroom would renew his love with his bride the jerusalem The simple truth is, what is expected of us is to do what is expected of us. St. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. We rejoice in the Lord because something definitive has happened, and we are all deeply affected by it. Christ is born, and we are all saved. And we need to rejoice at this incredible miracle that God has saved us and his saving presence continues among us. He will take care of us, therefore banish all anxieties and fears and enjoy God's extraordinary peace. And this is the vision and this is our mission. modern society and culture induce us to enjoy things, enjoy senses, and enjoy life. And enjoyment is an action. It's not an attitude. Enjoyment is not in the actor, but it is in the action. And therefore, it comes to an end when the action is complete. Like, for example, if we enjoy watching TV, that enjoyment is over when we stop watching TV. When we enjoy food, The enjoyment is stopped when we stop eating food. And when you enjoy playing basketball or football, it stops when the action is complete. So it's never in us, but in the thing that we do. Therefore, we keep doing the actions again and again, but still find our hearts sad and dull. The noise that our ears enjoy, the colors that that please our eyes, The glitters and glamour that intoxicate our mind, the sensual pleasures that our body seeks, will always fade away. We know the truth that our senses enjoy the senses, the enjoyment our senses enjoy is not permanent, and how long the enjoyment itself will be. St. Francis de Sales says in his book, Introduction to Devout Life, just think of the most dear and enjoyable pastimes that possessed your heart once. Judge in truth whether they were not full of troublesome anxiety, harassing thoughts and boring ones, boring care. In the midst of it, your poor heart was unhappy. God does not will that our heart finds a resting place anywhere like the dove which Noah sent from the ark so that it may return to its God from whom it was sent forth. When our hearts are not rested in God who is our creator and destiny, but on things of the world, often enough they fill our hearts with despair, distress, and melancholy. The television that we watch, the newspapers we read compel us to accept only the absence of God. The growing crime rates in our world, the terrorism, the religious radicalism, the intolerance of any kind invites us to note the absence of God and goodness in our societies and in our cultures. In many conversations with our families and friends, often we feel obliged to observe only the faults of others. In the midst of so much of bad news, yet we are invited today to rejoice at the good news that God is present among us and he will renew his love with us. And we can ask a question, what should we do to prepare for Christmas? And that's the same kind of question the Jews asked John, what should we do? As John told them, he's telling us today, repent for your sins, reform your lives, and be prayerful. He called people to fidelity to God and his gospel in the various circumstances of their lives. And he told them, let the tax collector be a good tax collector, a soldier be a good soldier. In other words, it was a man's duty to serve God where God had set him. And today he is telling us, telling to the wives, be a good wife, and to the husbands, be a good husband, and to the children, be good children to your parents, and to parents, be good parents to your children, and to the employer, be a good employer. And to the employee, uh, be a good employee. And to a student, be a good student. And to a teacher, be a good teacher. And in the words of St. Francis de Sales, let us, be, let us bloom where we are planted, in the awareness of God's presence among us. And this alone fills our hearts with joy that cannot be snatched away by any despair, loss, pain, and suffering of this world and let our prayer be today may the god of hope fill us with joy and peace in his believing so that we may abound in hope by the power of the holy spirit